Welcome to another episode of Today's Tick. My name is Trent Scheidecker. I'm a chiropractor and I'm also an advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Each week we like to study in an inspiring principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thanks for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. In 1886, I began healing as a business. Although I practiced under the name of Magnetic, I did not slap or rub as others. I questioned many MDs as to the cause of disease. I desired to know why such a person has asthma, rheumatism, or other afflictions. I wished to know what difference there was in two persons that caused the one to have certain symptoms called disease that his neighbor living under the same conditions did not have. Physicians answered me by saying that they would give such and such remedies. I did not want to know what remedies they would give. I desired to learn what difference there was in the man of health and the one who was diseased. I wanted to learn the cause of disease, why one was afflicted and the other was not. D.D. Palmer In today's tick, we're going to grow our understanding of the development of the philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. As you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's tick. Now let the class begin. Chiropractic was founded in 1985, but history depicts that the investigation into the relationship between the spine and well-being has taken place for thousands and thousands of years. History shows that ancient Egyptian and even Indian hieroglyphics focused on influencing spinal alignment to produce health outcomes through crude adjustments and even walking on backs. As a chiropractor, I even see people still doing this today where they come into my office and they're trying to self-adjust themselves. Thousands of years ago and speeding up in time, you move into the age where Hippocrates, a Greek physician who authored many, many books on health and even focused on the relationship between the spine and healing, And it was an advocate of the innate healing ability within the body. In his publications, he attributes the spine to being influential for healing as seen in the following quote. Look well to the spine for the cause of disease. That's Hippocrates right there. And that was uh, 460 uh, uh, BC before Christ. So we've seen throughout throughout history that people have known that there's an influential relationship between the spine and well-being. And if you fast forward through years of crude adjustments um, and you speed up into the development of the philosophy and science of chiropractic, uh, you will find a man named by D.D. Palmer uh, who lived in Davenport, Iowa. 
uh, and uh, D.D. Palmer studied the techniques of magnetic healing, which is uh, founded on the philosophy of the body's natural magnetic properties for healing. It's self-healing. So there was a man named Harvey Lillard, and he was working in this building where D.D. Palmer worked, where uh, D.D. Palmer had his magnetic healing office. And a conversation started between the two, and uh, Dee Dee found out that Harvey could not hear out of one of his ears. And uh, the story of how he became deaf led Dee Dee Palmer uh, to perform the very first documented chiropractic adjustment. And I'm going to read a, a quick story written by Dee Dee Palmer just to give you an idea of how that all came about. Dee Dee states, I made an inquiry as to the cause of his deafness and was informed that when he was exerting himself in a cramped, stooping position, he felt something give way in his back and immediately became deaf. An examination showed a vertebrae that was racked from its normal position. I reasoned that if that vertebrae was replaced, the man's hearing would be restored. And with this object in view, a half hour's talk persuaded Mr. Lillard to allow me to replace it. I racked it into position by using the spinous process as a lever, and soon the man could hear as before. There was nothing accidental about this as it was accomplished with an object in view and the result expected was obtained. There was nothing crude about this adjustment. It was specific so much that no other chiropractor has equaled it. That was written by D.D. Palmer. And as D.D. Palmer founded the first chiropractic adjustment, it was his son B.J. Palmer who is credited for developing the philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. B.J. Palmer founded... Um, BJ and DD founded a private college in Davenport uh, called the Palmer College, uh, where thousands of students have become uh, doctors of chiropractic. And in the early years of chiropractic, uh, in the late 1800s, DD and BJ used to market chiropractic as a cure for deafness. Uh, but not, it didn't take long after the first few chiropractic adjustments. Uh, for people to hear and catch wind of this, and people would ride in on their horse and buggy to be treated by the Palmers uh, for their marketing and advertising as a cure for deafness. But what took place shortly after these uh, first few uh, client adjustments back then for deafness uh, were something that they did not expect, and that was uh, people with deafness were not being cured from uh, chiropractic adjustments. Um, and but rather other conditions that they uh, presented with on top of their deafness was getting better. And so uh, from those people who initially thought their deafness would be healed, um, started reporting other things um, becoming uh, less severe. And so D.D. Palmer writes again, he says this, shortly after this relief from um relief from deafness, I had a case of heart trouble, which was not improving. I examined the spine and found a displaced vertebrae pressing against the nerves, which innervate the heart. And so I adjusted the vertebrae against the nerves, which innervate the heart. I adjusted the vertebrae and gave immediate relief. 
nothing accidental or crude about this. Then I began to reason if two diseases so dissimilar as deafness and heart trouble came from impingement, a pressure on nerves, were not other diseases due to a similar cause? Thus the science, knowledge, and art of adjusting chiropractic was formed. From there forward, D.D. Palmer started documenting what was taking place within the development of the science, philosophy, and art of chiropractic. And the documentation has been preserved in time. And these books were the start of what are now called the green books. And uh, that became reference material for the Palmer's first chiropractic school in Davenport, Iowa. And shortly after the first chiropractic adjustment, an advocate of the Palmer's newfound form of health care by the name of Reverend Samuel Weed uh, suggested that D.D. Palmer name this approach, uh, this healthcare approach, chiropractic, due to the Greek root word chiro, which means hand, and practic, which means uh, the practice of. And so as these green books were being documented and the Palmer's had their school of chiropractic, because it was done by hand, um, D.D. Palmer founded the school um, as a non-therapeutic approach in healthcare, and uh, he states this in the early 1900s as non-therapeutic because of its focus on a cause of a lack of well-being and not the treatment of symptoms. And so D.D. Uh, Palmer knew that if he was going to create this new healthcare profession, he was going to be in the world of creating something different than what was already being done in the in the late 1800s and so dd uh, D. palmer started something so big that only a special person could have uh, carried on what was in front of them and so dd uh, ended up moving out to california uh, to get out of the state of iowa and uh, he spent uh, over 20 days in jail, I believe in Iowa. I don't have that documented in front of me right now, but uh, he spent 20 days in jail for practicing medicine without a license. And so these early days of the development of chiropractic came without, uh, with plenty of pressure, and the pressure was uh, to protect, uh, rightfully so, uh, the practice of medicine. And so Dee uh, Dee, after getting out of jail, decided to try this healthcare, this new healthcare approach called chiropractic in a different state. And so he moved out to California, and after Dee Dee left Iowa, there was uh, no greater person to hand off the stick and baton to than his son, B.J. Palmer. And uh, so from there, B.J. Palmer uh, had something really special that needed attention quickly due to uh, the amount of uh, legal attacks and uh, court cases that were being forced on thousands of chiropractors who uh, were being uh, uh, graduated from their schooling. And so these early pioneers within our profession uh, literally were being charged for practice in medicine without a license and uh, uh, were put in jail. Uh, and uh, the only defense that could come about from this was uh, BJ's development of the science, art, and philosophy of chiropractic to make it a separate and distinct healthcare profession. Um, and so... This is where BJ steps up and says, uh, we need to create 
documentation and we need to create an approach that no one else is doing. And he tailored it around the philosophy and art of locating, analyzing, and facilitating the adjustment of vertebral subluxation in the spinal column due to interference in the mental impulses through the neurological system. And uh, his focus back then and still is today within the profession is this interference causes a state of disharmony in the body's inner uh, wisdom or innate intelligence that coordinates harmony and health throughout the trillions of cells in the body through the neurological system. And so back then, B.J. Palmer called this state dis ease and uh, when the body functions at less than its potential um, it's termed dis-ease and uh, this uh, uh, state of dis-ease can lead to dysfunction and dysfunction is literally a state or a lack of well-being and so um, this form of health care founded by D.D. Palmer as a science and art of non-therapeutic services to promote healing and restoration from within the body uh, developed into a philosophy and art tailored around the objective of correcting, uh, facilitating the correction of vertebral subluxation. And that's what uh, literally uh, ended these court cases and created state licensing uh, boards throughout the country to keep chiropractors uh, in their separate and distinct fields. So fast forward to today's practice of chiropractic, today's tick, and you have um, what I like to say the philosophy, science, and art um, in a modern approach that views chiropractic as a healthcare discipline, uh, separate and distinct of its own. And it recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. And so this preservation and restoration of well-being uh, can and is beneficial for all ages and all stages of well-being. Uh, so uh, the modern approach that uh, today's TIC can provide is a proactive approach uh, for enhancing your inner potential, which is something that I'm an advocate for in practice. I've been practicing for 10 years in Woodbury, Minnesota, and I plan on uh, continuing this uh, approach for many, many years in the future so that I can see generations and generations uh, benefit from being free of vertebral subluxation because anytime the body is not at its peak potential, um, that's not a good state. So there you have it for today's tick, the development of the philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Started with uh, one man by the name of Dee Dee Palmer and uh, facilitating the first chiropractic adjustment for uh, deafness and soon realizing that deafness was not the purpose of chiropractic and moving it into the realm of treating certain conditions and now uh, over time has uh, turned into a separate and distinct 
profession uh, rather than uh, being a treatment for certain conditions. It is a uh, it is literally a profession focused on uh, this vertebral column uh, being in a state of optimal performance. Look forward to having our next today's tick with you. Until next time. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you enjoyed with it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. This is your first episode. Please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location analysis and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. And be a champion, be a hero, and send them this episode. You never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. BJ Palmer. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical condition, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. And in addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risk associated with chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.